Hello everyone and today you are joining us on the Raw Sessions podcast. My name's Emmy. And my name's Adam. And we are both some of the leaders I guess at G2. I'm a student oh, yeah. worker. Um, hopefully you are loads of students that go to our church, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're giving this podcast again, this is a bit of a, a, bit of a teaser episode, isn't it? Yeah. So we're trying it out. It is. Seeing people actually care what we have to say. But what is the Raw Sessions podcast, Emmy? Yeah, so the Raw Sessions podcast is basically the start of a conversation all about topics um, that so often come up in the university bubble um, that Jesus is not necessarily invited into. Um, there's lots of things that I, I guess I talk about with you guys hmm. um, that, that are not talked about enough and it's quite frustrating, I think. Um, so we just want to have the conversation that a lot of you guys are wanting to have um, but we just want to start it off, basically. Yeah, yeah. This is just the start of hopefully a much longer conversation with all of you. Great. And uh, the interplay for uh, this this podcast came from uh, something called the Raw Sessions, which mm-hmm. G2 students ran uh, seven years ago. So before even I was a student at G2. So that is like, that's a, that is a, a long time ago. That's a long time ago. <laughs> um, in, in, in the Raw Sessions, they did kind of a talk on like a hot topic and then they had some discussions, some debates. So the stuff they looked at included. Um, Kind of the the uh, culture of drinking at university, which we're going to hear more about today. Uh, money, sex, power, uh, women in leadership, Christianity amongst multi-faced, and mm. um, all that sort of stuff. So we kind of we basically nicked that idea shamelessly. Yeah, I think so. I think it's okay. It's in the G two DNA. Yeah, yeah, there we go. It's all right. Time. Sharing is caring. <laughs> yeah. Um. So today we just wanted to start off by talking about drinking. Woo. Um. Something that happens often at university um it's actually really interesting because when i started university three years ago yeah we've we've talked about that it's much different to when you started university six years ago yeah wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um so i think it's what i think is interesting in terms of drinking culture at university is it it the what i've seen it like in my experience of being a student and then mm. being a student worker three four years it's like it's almost like polarized quite a lot. So you have like two extremes. So you have loads of people that are allowed not drinking at all mm. or not going out at all, and then loads of people that are going. And it's like the amount of people drink every time is a lot. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. when I, when I was going out, we would have maybe like one 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 night a week, one night a fortnight, which people would go quite heavy in mm-hmm. uni. But other nights it would be just having a laugh. It would be a bit bit more of a low key one. Yeah. When when I was at uni, there was a nightclub in York called Willow. Which, oh yeah, which, legendary. Most students listen to this, you probably wouldn't have heard of Willow, but Willow was like, it was a Chinese restaurant by day, an unbelievable cheesy Willow disco <laughs> by night, three prawn crackers, one pound shots of anything wow. you like, and Bailey shots, oh my gosh. Sambuca, tequila, um, Jaeger, all, just all for a quick, which is amazing, and they would play wow. any song you like. So I'm, I want to remember hearing the Game of Thrones theme song, like sung by a cat in Willow. What? People went absolutely mad for people oh were popping gosh. off big times. Um, but it was great. So I think part of that was like nightclub culture in York in particular yeah. was like quite fun. That makes okay, sense. Yeah. It was like, it was yeah. a bit different. It was a bit shameless. It was mm-hmm. a bit cheesy. Um, but I think, I remember like in my first year student work, noticing a culture of our people are like going out more often and mm-hmm. they're drinking more and it's like um, kind of become more normalised to do that yeah. in a way. Um, mm-hmm. We were talking yesterday about a survey from the National Union of Students that say uh, 21% of students don't actually drink at all anymore and then 20% of students would say that they get drunk on purpose at least mm. once a week 
Um, and I thought that was really interesting, like that kind of mapping out that polarisation in, yeah. in the sets. Yeah, I think it's quite interesting that I think a lot of people would hear that people go out to get drunk and they'd either categorise themselves as, oh no, I don't do that or I do do that. But then a lot of the people who say, oh no, I'd never do that, would kind of turn their nose up at it for whatever reason, actually just happen to fall into the habit of it. Yeah. Um, I think especially at university, on my experience with it, I guess, I lived in America before I got to university. So like my parents brought me up drinking with them, um, like sensibly, I guess. No, not now. No, not now. Not quite. They didn't take me to Flares. Um, she'd love it though. Um, <laughs> Get Sandra to Flares 2020. <laughs> Shag it. Get it viral. Um, but yeah, I think people like when when you get to university, you just kind of fall into the rhythm of going out. Or at least with my house um, in my first year, we went out like four times a week. Or even like with my church group, we went out four mm. times a week in my mm. first year. Four times a week. Four times a week. Wow. I think. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. It was to be fair. I love dancing, so I had a sick time. <laughs> but then it, I think it was very easy to fall into the state of like drinking too much, and then also going out. That was just part of the night. So in a way, I guess we did go out for that. Yeah. Um. I remember talking about it in my small group in first year, mm. drinking limits, and I, and that was like halfway through the year. Limits, you say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I remember thinking, whoa, yeah, I should probably have those. I haven't yeah. thought about it, yeah, but okay. that's a wise decision. So that's interesting. So your first year of uni, mm-hmm. come to uni, kind of knew about the culture of drinking like yeah. in the UK. Yeah. Everyone, but, everyone okay. kind of, um, you, you like see it, I think, as like, oh, students are crazy and they got like all that sort of thing. And my family saw me as like sensible and innocent and all that sort of thing. And so I just thought, oh, that won't be me. Like, yeah. that that's not what I'm like. Yeah. But then it's so not to do with that at all mm-hmm. when you get here. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I think I kind of have a different story. First of all, never lived in America. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but also, I, I did a gap year before coming to university mm-hmm. and um, turned 18. I was the first person in my friendship group growing up to turn 18. Mm-hmm. So turned 18 in, in November in November of like the year and my mates in the rest the next birthday was in March, April. So okay. there was like five months where I was like I was a drip by after, you know. Yeah. After someone's fake ID had, had been lost. But let's, let's <laughs> that but um I think that's interesting because then I was sort of was get, was going out quite a bit sort of in March, April, May, kind of of like my sort of year yeah. thirteen if you like to four. Um and then had a gap year where I'd go out a few times with mates. So by the time I got to uni I kind of feel like I'd been there, done that. With yeah, like, okay. I've been, like, been on a clubbing holiday in Tenerife with my mates after you. If you've seen, <laughs> if you've seen the In Between Us movie, it, it was that. <laughs> did you do the dance as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. best thing. We, we did the dance and it actually meant that one of my mates got with a girl. Oh, wow. So, so that, that's interesting. <laughs> um, but it meant when I got to uni, I was like, my kind of expectation of drinking was, uh, like, I go, this is a true story, uh-huh. I'll go and buy like three bottles of black sheep ale from Nisa on campus <laughs> and then like that'll do me for freeze yeah. and I was like that, that's fine and like, when yeah. I was out I knew we'd have a few but I was like I wasn't there to, yeah. to get drunk I wasn't drinking to get drunk yeah. I think because I had that because I had had bad experiences when I was like 16, mm-hmm. 17, 18 when I saw my mate vomit on his feet in, in, on oh. the steps of Tenerife with glass yeah. in between his flip flops because you wear flip flops when you go out <laughs> in, 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 on the continent Yeah. so um, that's interesting experience but I think I remember seeing people who, my, my flatmates in uni, who had come to uni, turned 18 in August, right. and no one had ever talked to them about, about drinking. Mm. So they were just like, I'm just here for a good time. So yeah. they'd, they'd go in, they'd go hard, they'd get, like I remember one girl, we had to um, 
kind of wheel her. You know these like big like kind of um, trolleys you get at yeah. uh, different portals. We had to like wheel her on that back to yeah. our accommodation because she just like she was a dead weight and we couldn't mm-hmm. lift her. She was just like all over the place. And I just thought that's that like even as a, even as a student, you're like there's that mm-hmm. that that is heartbreaking. Like that yeah. is like you're not in control of yourself here. You you don't mm-hmm. know what's going on and. You feel I feel quite protective in that environment, yeah. um, and I think definitely like one of the things that we've me and you have talked about quite a bit is um, not just the whole concept of like drinking to get drunk, but then kind of nightclub culture. Yeah. So I, I'd be interested to hear a bit of what you, you you kind of have seen like in in your clubbing days, yeah. and, like of yeah. that, and also what you what you've experienced for, for students, what what the nightclub culture is like these days, what it does look like mm-hmm. to go out. Do you know, that sorry reminded me of something I was talking yes. about with, um, there's a first year student who, um, that basically happened to her and she yeah. stayed to look after her friend and she was like torn up about it for a few days. We were on the phone, I think three days in a row, mm. um, where she just like couldn't, she was a bit shocked by that and it should be shocking, but it's mm. not like, mm. that's the, the saddest part of it. We just kind of accept it because that's what happens or... Yeah, you might end up in hospital with a friend. You'd hope that wouldn't happen because we're all adults at university. Mm. Um, but that's not the case, and yet we're desensitised to it. I think that's what's that's something that's so sad, especially seeing first years come in like that. Yeah. And then in third year, I, like I was sat here as someone who's just recently graduated, being like, yeah, that happened a number of times throughout university. You've got you got to toughen up sort of thing. And I'm mm. like, no, she shouldn't have to toughen up. Mm. Like, mm. that that is... I think that's part of Jesus in us that like that's not okay. That's doesn't yeah. sit well with us. All that sort of thing. Yeah, and um, I think it's quite easy to kind of, sort of, I guess, be like that called sort of pr- provocative justice in a way. Like, yeah. like, I'm not okay with that because I don't. God's God's okay with that. Mm. Which often we say that potentially with stuff like human trafficking, yeah, not really big issues. But I think that yeah, like you say, it is also mm. actually if someone's getting absolutely destroyed on a night mm. out, doesn't know their name, doesn't know where they live, yeah, um, is in a vulnerable position. It, you know it, all that sort of stuff that that also does should i think kind of provoke us to be like okay like jesus what do you have to say about that like that mm. that 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 girl over there should be struggling that lad over there like that's your daughter that's your son that's still your child that's still yeah. someone you want to have a relationship with and know mm. and stuff yeah um yeah mm. um my experience of um i guess different um like nightclubs drinking versus not drinking i did um, I led like a, I organized an event on Facebook that was like sober night out and invited loads of GC mm. students to I think it was in like I second or third that. yeah well someone's brother who does not go to university um, in York made like a photoshopped picture of Jesus dabbing in front of Revs in York and it's my favorite picture to this day um, it's your phone background isn't it it's my f- no it's <laughs> definitely not thanks for starting that um but we basically said let's go to Lowther, invite like whoever you want and like it's a Sunday night so everyone's friends were out, my housemates came, um, different different people's housemates came sort of thing and we'd like, the, the G2 students who said they were coming to be sober, we just like had water and like soft drinks all night yeah. and then went to Revs and I remember sitting on the sofa with my friend at the end of Revs who often did um, clubbing without drinking, I used to have like one or two maybe and I was like, wow, this is like, it just looked like animals in a room. Like mm. when you sat there looking at it all, like it's really fun and it's vibes and everything like that. But like people like, uh, it's actually quite scary. And I remember saying to him like, this is like a weird experience. Like it's a bit crazy. 
And he was like, yeah, yeah, welcome to my world. And I was like, mm. wow. <laughs> like, mm. There's people who are so intentional about um, the way they drink straight from the get-go at university. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I was... I was like quite affected by it. I was like, oh, I should probably be that person. Like, I yeah. want to be that person to the people who are falling on the floor, but also to show my mates that I can have a good time and yeah. don't have to get hammered. And and I think what I love about that is that you guys were in the nightclub, hmm. so you're still going out. You're still you're still not there outside, like you know, protesting with a sign yeah. saying don't do this or yeah. that sort of thing. You're saying yeah. no, 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 I want to be with you. I still want to yeah. be a friend, but there is another way to do this. There is yeah. a way which is more kind of, I guess, calm maybe that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, it's interesting like that thing you said about like animals like it reminds me of like Mean Girls yeah know, yeah you know she goes in the cafeteria and it's like, yeah. like the jungle and I was like actually if you, if you just like sort of stood at the, the edge of the dance floor and like particularly like Salvo's on a Wednesday night yeah it, 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 I think it would look like a jungle I think it would it di- really did like, look like that I remember in my first year first time I went to Salvo's on a Wednesday night I did um, rugby in first year which is another, another conversation and um, <laughs> I remember there was this rugby lad who I didn't know him uh, who could be older, who just started like grinding on me because I think he thought I was a girl and like I've got a young wow. face but I don't think I look like a woman were you wearing a wig? Were you no no stuff? I think he was just absolutely wow. on one but that that, was, that kind of scarred me but for first yeah. time but it, it, it's just sort of it's just yeah, yeah. especially when it's that crowd and everything mm-hmm. and that yeah funny and you kind of said like bits of I guess your your story with alcohol <coughs> as a student yeah um at what point did you, or maybe it was right from the beginning, at what mm-hmm. point did you start considering what Jesus thought about your actions, I guess? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. obviously we don't live by rules, Yeah. but he does care, and we should care also. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, I definitely didn't, didn't bring Jesus into the drinking conversation when I was a teenager. Because it was it, it was like there's such a novelty factor. Like when 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 you, when you start like trying alcohol in a house party, it's like mm-hmm. I don't know what age you know 16, 17, 18, It's like fun, and, and you like mm-hmm. you don't want to tell Jesus about it, and it you know yeah. you, you kind of know it's wrong, but you do it anyway, and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. I think for me when it was at uni because I'd kind of come, I'd done a gap year, and I sort of was like aware of I guess the risks of alcohol. Like I'd, so I I'll be quite open. Like I had thrown out multiple times due to drinking alcohol, particularly like in the year or two before uni. Yeah. And I had some like bad experiences um with alcohol then. So that kind of meant I almost came to uni like kind of know my limit now. Kind yeah. of know what's okay and what's not okay. Mm-hmm. And then I think throughout first year I kind of had this vision of I'm gonna be an evangelist, I'm gonna go to uni and everyone's gonna become become Christians and it's gonna be revival and glory. <laughs> um Wow. But well, yeah. But I did I didn't really see that. And uh-huh. a part of that was that I, I kind of struggled to get connected to local church until sort of like start my second term. Um and then I think in my second term I was on crutches, I broke my leg in the first term, mm-hmm. so I wasn't going out at all. Um but then that third term of the <laughs> year I was kind of properly in church, properly connected, could go out with a bit of a hobble. Um, and I think for me then I started I started realizing ah oh, um, Jesus is is interested in this dimension of my life mm-hmm. and f- for me nightclub was always something where I was like I'm going out I'm having fun but um, I kind of felt judged for going out if that makes sense yeah. like I kind of felt like the the, the people at, at church wouldn't really get it growing up and then I remember going on nights out with Christians at uni mm-hmm. and being like oh you can do this you know like Christians, yeah. Christians can do this so this is okay to do yeah. um, and I started doing something in my second year. Uh, where I came across uh, a passage in Ephesians 5 and um, I read it out now and then I'll tell you what, what I did but that's okay yeah yeah, yeah. so Ephesians five fifteen to 20 says uh, be very careful how you live not as unwise but as wise making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil 
Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that, that passage, it, the, you know you talking about the rules thing. I think sometimes mm-hmm. you think we, we kind of hear that and we think, oh, that's like rules, like do not do this, do not do that, mm-hmm. do do that. But I, I, I tried it, in my, I think it's in a second, it's like, okay, I'm going to go out and every time I go out, I'm going to pray, um, come in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So like, if, if, the, if the opposite in one verse is, do not go drunk on wine, instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, God, what would it look like to bring you into that space? What would it look like to do that? Um, I wasn't necessarily on the dance floor speaking with psalms, hymns, and songs from yeah. the Spirit. But that would have been. <laughs> but I do remember like going into night out, being like, "Okay, this is a worshipful space for me." Yeah. So, so, so I am. How do how do how do I be an ambassador of Jesus here? How do I yeah. carry the Holy Spirit into this space? And that did affect a lot how I interacted with people in, in mm-hmm. a pre environment, and what I would say yes or no to, what what how I would operate on a night out, who I would look out for, how I would treat yeah. people, and um, how I'd have conversations with people. Um, the whole like getting with people culture in, mm. in nightclubs. I remember in second year, I'd be, I, I don't like it, it, It's difficult because I think you, you sometimes you're aware when you're having a conversation with someone and you think, I think I know your attention to it. With me or yeah, like, yeah. one of my mates, like yeah. a lot of my mates at uni uh, were girls, so they'd often kind of like, they'd often ask me, like, can you pretend to be my boyfriend? So yeah. someone's going to get with me, and, and, which, is, which is weird. But, um, yeah. but I remember like in that conversation, okay. It said before the Holy Spirit. So, mm. how do I protect them? How do I care for them? How do I support my friends? How do I honour them? Mm. And also, kind of, if there's a guy being really aggressive, if there's a guy that's doing something in that way, how do you sort of calm him or, or kind of be a friend mm. to people? So that, that was something that affected, affected my view of that stuff. I, don't, I still didn't get it perfect. I still, you know, wasn't amazing mm. at the time. But that's always stuck with me that, that in that exact same verse, it says, "Do not go drunk on wine. Instead, be filled with the Spirit." I think that's really interesting. That they're, they're together. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's like the the funny thing of like, um, I, like my housemates knew that I was a Christian from the day that we moved in, and I I often like made God jokes with them so that like they could feel yeah. like they did that, and it was just like a funny thing that we had the whole time. Yeah. And I'd often say like leave space for Jesus like between like yeah, couples okay. sort of thing, and like it's the whole thing of like um, getting drunk on the spirit instead of like yes why and it's just like a funny joke that all yeah, of us yeah. made. Um, but it is true, like the intention behind going out. It, it's interesting thinking about the motivations behind why we do it. Um, and I, I like love dancing. Mm-hmm. Like I like actually love a night out. Like, you got I the do, moves. I, well, I think so. What's your best dance move? My best dance move. I'd have to say the in between us like step. You know the yeah, okay, elbow the, thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I need to perfect some others. I'm loving the you know catch the wall. No, what, sorry? You know, catch the wall, you throw it and then you catch it. The wall? No. What? It's my accent. Is your, it is... I'm going to leave that there. No, no, what is it now? What is it? It's like, I don't know how to spell it. It's like W-O-E maybe. And you like... Whoa. Yeah, the, the woe. The woe. The woe. And you like throw it up and then you have to catch it and you do like a uh, funky dance yeah, as you yeah. catch it. That's my ultimate fave. Ultimate I fave. love that. But that's the thing, like, I remember hearing that different people prayed before they went on the night out um, and just being really aware of my limits and then kind of intentionally putting that there beforehand. But I think on the flip side of that, I think when you say like, how, how are you taking Jesus into the nightclub? I think it's always great to be aware of that and, um, and, and just be intentional with like how 
how you are drinking, how you are showing yourself to your friends and all that sort of thing. Um, but I think some people like feel like it's boring because of that, like yeah. almost like, <laughs> oh, well, I'm only going here to like show Jesus sort of yeah. thing. Like it's okay to say that you like enjoy a night out, like it's yeah. okay to say that you like to dance and all that sort of thing. But it is powerful when you invite Jesus into it, like totally. Yeah. And, and yeah. also I think just, just two things on that. First of all, like Jesus's friend Jesus is already there. Yeah. And if, if, he, if, he, if he's made his home in us, wherever he goes, he is. And secondly, um, the wedding at Canaan, like Jesus' first public miracle, he mm-hmm. turns water into wine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that, and there is a whole sentence in the mm-hmm. Gospels of, 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 of the heart of God for, for celebration, mm-hmm. for celebration for, um, uh, for, for people coming to know him and that sort of stuff. And if you look at who, you know, Jesus is frequently basically eating and drinking. Mm-hmm. That's basically his ministry on this earth. Yeah. He, he was drinking with, with tax collectors and sinners and prostitutes mm-hmm. and people that, you know, none of us would, 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 would kind of expect yeah. Jesus if he came today to, to, to be with his environments. But um, he, he, he was in, you know, modern day equivalent strip club, nightclub, bars, yeah. Hanging out with people, speaking to people, drinking people, joining in their culture, n- n- not going to excess. Yeah. So I don't think when he came, I don't think Jesus was being wheeled home <laughs> on the trolley, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. sat on the donkey. Wow. I think he, he still would live in, in you know, yeah. as, as, as the son of God, as, mm. as, as God incarnate. Um, but there is something in that, isn't there, that, that, mm. that as we talk about this conversation and as we as we talk about it here, but also as, as you're listening to this, as you're talking about mm. it, uh, with your fellow students to think there, there is no judgment from God. Yeah. Yeah. There is there is no sense of it is inherently wrong to drink. It is inherently wrong to, to go in a nightclub. Mm. There is a way of doing this which honours yeah. God. There is a way of doing this which is about seeking holiness and seeking the kind of the things of God in that. Mm. Um, but yeah. And so what about, I guess, the whole conversation around say, say I'm a student, I, yeah. I know all this, I pray before I go on a night out, yeah. but I actually do find it difficult not to have another blue drink in one of the, one of the, blue, a blue, blue drink um, in, in like Lowther or, or Stone Roses or something yeah. like that. What, I guess, I guess the whole conversation around that is the motivation behind it or like yeah. maybe peer pressure, even from like Christian friends. Like we talked yeah. about the whole shift of um, when you started versus when I started university. Yeah. I remember you saying to me um, in the June time of my first year, your year parties a lot. And I mm. was like, yeah, yeah, we like to like have fun together and like go dancing and things like that. And you're like, no, 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 your, your year group drinks a lot more than any other year group that I've seen so far. Yeah. And I remember being like, whoa, like whoa. there was a little bit of guilt and stuff like that, but like that's not from Jesus. But then I was like, wow, yeah, like I hadn't thought about it. And you, you asked me like all the questions of like, do you feel more comfortable when you drink mm. together? Um, do you, is it just that you're more fun? You think that's okay? Like how, how are you justifying it to each other? And I think, I think in the end, we just got into a rhythm of when we were together, we drank more, which yeah. was so backwards. But I guess it, that's, they didn't put pressure on me and I hope I didn't put pressure on anyone else to drink. But I guess that rhythm is almost peer pressure from in itself of a Christian group of yeah. friends, which is... Feel more at ease, potentially. Or... Yeah, I think so. I think, I think that's the thing. And also, I think that with, with people who share the same faith as you, you do have a deeper friendship. Yeah. And sometimes that means that you might have more fun with them, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's lots of different things to think about it. But I guess, I guess the whole peer pressure thing of like, yeah. what, what does push your boundaries if you have limits and all that sort of thing. Is an interesting conversation in itself as well. Yeah, so I, I guess there's kind of some practical stuff on that in terms of um, 
do you talk to your Christian mates mm. about how much you drink outside a night out setting? Yeah. So I think quite often people, when they're X amount of blue drinks deep, <laughs> will, will say, don't let me drink anymore, mate. But, but that yeah. one's already gone. Yeah. But I think, can, can you sit with someone um, mm. on a Thursday morning, you know, in, in the kitchen on campus in, in Wash ASU Coffee Bar, and can you say, actually, like, last night I had too much, but, mm. but next time I go out, like, can I text you? Can I say I've had this much? I'm going to stop. There's a guy that I, I used to mentor and he, he had an account, accountability buddy where they used to kind of help each other in their faith and, and chat about deep issues in life and that sort of stuff. And he used to say when he went on a night out, he would uh, text his, his pal saying every time he had a drink. So, oh, that, wow, so yeah. that even if his mate was asleep and even if at 4 a.m. he opens, yeah. he opens his phone, it's like, I've never had my 14th pipe, I'm so sorry. <laughs> at, least, at, least he's, at least have a conversation. So yeah. he's being open about it and it's not yeah. something that's hidden away because I think that can be something to hide. Mm. quite easily so I think it's I think it is it's being willing to talk about limits and in the first place like being willing to to know your limits mm. so like like you said you hadn't considered it and not just yeah. you considered it in your first year you know? yeah um and I, I'd, I'd encourage people for your own like physical or mental well-being yeah to, to think about your your limits of alcohol to think about okay what is it where mm. I, I drink this much and then I don't remember what happens or I drink this much and then uh, I throw up or I feel awful or it writes mm. off the next day or you know, my uni degree suffers because I can't do any work on a Thursday or any yeah. work on a Saturday or that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, and I think as well, like, people are are respectful yeah. if, if you stick to something. Mm. So if you say this is what, actually, I, I don't want to do that, that I have a limit, they will, they will respect that. So I, I sit up my mates I grew up with, so I'm 26 now. Mm. Um, so... Um, I've been I've been out of secondary school longer than I was in secondary school. Wow! Which which makes me feel really old. Um, <laughs> but we still so the guys I went to school with we still hang out we still see each other, mm-hmm. um, and we'll, they'll still do nights out. So I did a holiday from the September to Blackpool. Hey, of course. <laughs> the and, and they will um that's that's like as soon as it turns seven pm you're just drinking straight for the next yeah. probably eight hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but they longer. But they will they will know and they do know now. Um, how much I drink, and yeah. they, they won't they won't pressure me to get drunk. So whereas mm-hmm. probably I would say that's that's take that took five years to shift. So I'd say from ages sort of sixteen to twenty one, if not a bit longer, they would always try and force me to drink, always try and mm-hmm. get it down. You do your warrior, etc., etc. <laughs> but they've kind of realised now. Oh, he actually just doesn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So actually, I do respect him as a mate. I do love this guy. Yeah. You know, none of these guys are Christians, but but they, they've they've recognised. Oh, actually, that isn't what he's about, and that's okay. And he's not, he's still on the night out with us, you know, like I was saying, yeah. Yeah, it's not like I was outside the club saying, I'm not going to go in there, boys, and hold it, you know, <laughs> hold, it, hold, it, hold the thing up. Um, so I think, I think that's something is pe- people respect your integrity. So people mm. respect what you, what, what you say. And then yeah. you give it out, but they'll go with that. Mm. There, there was, um, in fact, he was my small group leader in first year. I think, I think this is the case. That she in her first term of university, decided that she was not going to drink, so she clearly thought about it beforehand. Wow, fair play. I know. And um, it got to the point at the end of the term, or maybe it was like, I won't drink if I'm going to go to a nightclub after, but if I'm just joining for pre's or just going out for a cocktail sort of thing, then I'll have a drink. It got to the point that at the end of the term, her non-Christian housemates were all going, no, 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 you can't drink that. Don't drink that. You don't need to drink anymore. We won't buy any shots. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And she'd just be like, I just want a cocktail. Yeah. Like, I just want oh. one drink. I just came for this. Like, it's really funny. It is, it's so true, though. Like, people do so respect each other's beliefs at university, in my opinion. Yes. Um, and so I think it is 
they respect the integrity that you hold, maybe above them even. Yeah, and, and I think within, within that, it is, it is worth saying that like, people still, there is still a big peer pressure culture. Oh yeah. And, and there is also still that kind of expectation of I will get to uni and the culture will be about drinking. Mm. And it, it is wild living and it is all that stuff. So that's still like, I think an image people come into. Mm. So like, it's quite easy to kind of just find that narrative in yeah. action, you know what I mean? And like we've said, nitro culture is weird at times. But I think if, if you really are honest with people and open people, they will respect that. Mm-hmm. And it's a challenge of the environment. So like we haven't got time here to talk about um, sports and society, and yeah. initiation ceremonies, things like that. I've got yeah. stories from, from students that I've known who have like sought to bring juice into that and what that's looked like. So mm-hmm. even for example, like saying I have orange juice instead of instead of beer or uh, I've joined them everything, but instead of having alcohol, I have this liquid or, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? And often that's yeah. ended up being worse in a way. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I never said I wouldn't tell a story, but there's one guy on his football ceremony where he, um, the idea was he had to drink ten pints and he weren't allowed to go to the toilet. So that basically, what? you're inevitably gonna gonna wean yourself. He said instead of having pints of beer, I'm gonna have pints of orange juice. But orange juice goes through you a lot quicker than beer. <laughs> so by three pints of orange juice, he, he he fully wet himself. So he in a way ends up embarrassing himself more than if he was drinking beer. But the lads are like, hang on a sec, you didn't want to drink beer. And he's like, yeah, it's because I'm a Christian because I don't wanna, I don't wanna get drunk. I don't want to be out of control. Yeah. I want to be able to remember tonight and enjoy and have fun with you guys and get to know yeah. you. And that set the tone for the next three years wow. at uni because you're going to remember there's a the, yeah. the fella that chewed orange juice instead of, instead of pop beer. Yeah, but, um, wow. Yeah. That, that's huge. Yeah. Don't try that at home. Don't please. try that at home, no. I don't think so anytime soon. Um, I'm kind of thinking of, I guess, the students who have heard all this before, mm. um, have been in many of these conversations, maybe even led these conversations, but are still like, oh, it's okay. Like, it's okay. How much does it actually affect my relationship with Jesus? Like, it does just sound like it, it's a lot of rules to me that I don't need to follow because Jesus died and rose again sort of thing and, and all yeah. that sort of changed. Um, what, what would you kind of say about that? Like, how, in your experience, how does it affect your relationship with Jesus and how you follow him um, and how you show other people about him? Good question. Mm. Yeah, so I think follow, following Jesus is, is ultimately is being in a relationship with him, isn't it? It's mm. learning to live as he did, love like he did, and see people the way he, he, he sees them. And um, for me personally, Drinking alcohol to excess compromises that ability. Mm-hmm. Um, so other things will do that as well. So there'll be other things that, that I that I might watch or listen to or, mm-hmm. or read, which I think that that has produced something in me which mm-hmm. does not make me think like Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'd include you know like stuff like the politics things I listen to and engage yeah. with, the kind of the films, TV shows I watch. And I'm not saying that to be like rule draconian, blah, blah, blah. yeah. But I think for me it's like no, actually, like I am unequivocally, unashamedly wholeheartedly in love with Jesus mm. and I want to get to know him more, I want to walk like he did, I want to mm. I want to have more of him. Not so that I'm like, you know, progressing through yeah. Christianity and ticking a box and doing well and yeah. doing high ranking, but because I think, oh no, I I this is how I want to live my life. This is, I want to have more mm. of Jesus. Um and so bringing that perspective into, into drinking and that perspective into how I do that sort of stuff means that it's less about rules and more about oh that 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 opportunity of drinking that much or having that experience mm. does not compare to knowing Jesus, does not compare yeah. to, to walking with him, experiencing his love for me mm. uh, and his love for those around me. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I um, think of the whole, um, are you 
are you running as fast as you can after Jesus? Are you following in his footsteps as close as you can be? Are you staying as close as you can to him? Because that's ultimately like what he wants for us is to just shadow him. Yeah. Um, and I think, I, I don't, I don't think, maybe you could disagree. I don't think getting drunk once a week or however many, however often, or even just like passing certain limits that you have is doing that. Like, I think anyone would say, no, you know what, that's probably, maybe it's not holding me, or maybe it's not putting me in the other direction, but it's yeah. definitely not helping me run faster towards him. Yeah, it's like taking your attention off him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we've, we've had this discussion loads, but that comes back to holiness. Like, yeah. someone explained um, in a series we heard you two a few, uh, maybe a year ago now, um, that holiness is seeking Jesus as much as you can. Mm-hmm. It's not like you've done this thing, therefore you're not holy, you've done this thing, you're not holy. It's it's a constant run after him of mm-hmm. how can I be closer and how can I be faster. Um, and I guess getting rid of the things that hold you back from that. Um, and so I think it is a holiness issue, which I think, like we've talked about, I think a lot of these topics that we're going to discuss um our, our holiness issues I think that mm. is the heart of it it's, it's a hearty thing isn't it it's something that is a not hearty like, thing a hearty thing Ooh. that is so northern of me to say <laughs> um, but it's things that that we think about that we can easily get used to especially in like the flats that we live in yeah. or maybe even like the families that we've grown up yeah, in that, that do things that you're, you actually feel a bit convicted about things like that um, I think it ultimately always comes back to am I following Jesus as much as I can. Great. Yeah. And I think as we hopefully do a few more of these kind of conversations mm-hmm. and episodes, um, we want to be talking about things that, that, that this is like a, a life topic in. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, if you're listening, I really want to encourage you to, to chat to myself yeah. or Emmy at the G20 Sunday in the week, drop us a message on Facebook, email, whatever. Um, what kind of things do you want to talk about? What kind of things are holiness issues yeah. uh, in, in your eyes? Because that would be really interesting to hear some of that. Yeah. Um, Emmy, have you got some questions that you'd like to yeah. lead it, finish um, us with? There's lots of different conversations that have just happened. And also, I want to say, we're not ever going to judge you. That is not no. our job. We, we're literally having this conversation so that we get to have more conversations with you. Yeah. Um, no matter what that looks like. Um, but yeah, lots of conversations. I just want to round it up in a few questions that hopefully you guys can think about. Hopefully, you're listening to this over the Christmas break. Uh. Um, and so mince pie in one hand mince pie in one hand mulled wine in the other not too much much of the mulled wine (laughs) Um, but I just want to ask who is it that influences what your limit is or how much can it actually be pushed Um, what is your justification for drinking too much on a night out or in a family setting maybe or just on on a night on your own even and then also, what is your motivation for drinking too much? Or what is your motivation for um, doing things on a night out that you feel a bit bad about, maybe? Or, mm. or you question a little bit more than others? Great. Thank you for listening to the Raw Sessions podcast on drinking. Um, as we said in the episode, this really is just a trial. So we really want to hear whether you want more of these conversations Um And I guess what you got from it, please interact with us. Um, We want to hear from you and we definitely want to carry this conversation on as well.